We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. Amen. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis chapter 22, and then I'm going to read one verse in Matthew. Uh, I kind of switched my direction of what I was going to do originally in this service, and I felt this word. Um, I've taught and uh, spoke probably bits and pieces of this at other times, but I um, felt it today, and it's something that... I believe there's some words that need to be, we need to be reminded of. And um, as a youth pastor, I feel like that's all I'm doing over there. Just keep reminding them of the simple, basic principles of the word of God. And I pray that um, eventually they will remember that and use that. And today, um, I want to do that here today. In Genesis chapter 22, it says this, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. And said unto him, Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, I am, here I am. In verse 2 he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, which thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Morad, and offer him there for a burnt offering unto one of the mountains, which I will tell you of. And Abraham arose in the morning, and he took his the two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he clave to the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went to the place which God had told him. And verse 4 says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. He lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. Matthew 4, in verse 4, simply says this. It says, It is written that men should not live by bread alone but by what every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God in other words you got to keep your ear to God's voice that's what I want to preach about today the proceeding voice of God the preceding voice of God. Would you just raise your hands and pray that God would speak to you in this house. Lord, we worship you and we magnify you and we glorify you. Lord, I pray in this house that your word would go forth and you would challenge us, challenge our hearts, our minds, our spirits. I pray that we would leave this place renewed and we could say we met with you and felt your presence. God, we thank you for all that you're about to do and we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. Someone say, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Amen. I've, I've been raised um, in the Pentecostal movement my whole life. Who in the house have been raised Pentecostal your whole life? Amen. It's awesome. I'm seeing a lot of hands, but what I also am loving is not everybody has raised their hands, but we have come together with all different 
uh, backgrounds in this church, but uh, I'll talk about my background. I was raised in this thing. Uh, the old joke is I was drugged as a kid. I was drugged to church on Sunday and drugged to church on Wednesday, and I lived in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and sometimes it would snow. As a child, I would pray that it would snow so much that we wouldn't have to go to church because I didn't want to go sometimes. And sometimes God would answer my prayer, and we would have two and three feet of snow just for my father to say, get ready, we're going to church. (laughs) But, Dad, do you understand the safety hazards that's in front of us? Boy, get ready, we are going to church. And I spent many summers uh, at youth camps and Pentecostal youth camps, and I, uh, that was my whole life, but my mom's side of the family uh, was not Pentecostal, and so they were the Church of the Alliance, and I did, however, spend many vacation Bible school in the summer, we used to be, we used to go to my grandmother's church, and we used to attend her church every once in a while, and can I tell you, her church was quite different than my church. Her church was a little bit calm compared to my church, um, but they loved God, and, and we enjoyed going there. From uh, in, While I was in high school, from 10th grade to 12th grade, I attended a non-denominational school, uh, and there I attended uh, with friends of mine that were from the Methodist churches, Presbyterian churches, Baptist churches, really all, all different denominations. And so though I was raised Pentecostal, Uh, I also uh, experienced many different denominations and how people worship God and the way they uh, entered into the presence of God and the way they worshiped at their church. And with all of my exposure, I got uh, to see, I realized that there's all kinds of different people, reasons why they go to church. There are people who go to church for the beauty and the atmosphere or Even just the feeling that they get while they attend church. And that's pretty much why they go. Some people go out of obligation. Others people were raised that, you know, it's the right thing to go to church. And so that's why they go to church. But I noticed that in my exposure with all these different churches, there are people who attend church who don't believe that when they talk to God, He actually hears them or actually will talk back to them. In fact, they just go to church because they feel like it's the right thing to do. They, they pray and they talk to God, but they don't believe they serve a God that will clear his throat and actually speak back to them. You see, I was raised differently. I was raised that when I talked to God, he would listen. But I was also raised to keep my mouth shut at times and listen to the voice of God. I believe that we've got to speak to God, but more importantly, we've got to hear from God. I believe it's the solid foundation understanding that we have to not only speak, but listen to the voice of God. But our problem, and let me, I say our problem, all of those that raised their hand that said, I was raised Pentecostal. One thing I've noticed And our problem is, we like to talk a lot about our prayer life. We love to boast about our long prayer meetings and how we talk to God. In fact, some of us don't know how to really talk to God calmly. But we got to get loud as if God can't hear us. Lord, we worship you. And we get our preacher voice out because we're 
Pentecostal, right? And we clear our throat and we pray. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I believe we boast so much in talking to God and we brag about communicating with God that some of us do all the talking, but we don't do a lot of listening to the voice of God. You see, there's a problem. People that have a speaking problem have one because they have a hearing problem. Maybe we should stop focusing so much on what we have to say to God, but maybe we should focus more on what God has to say to us. In fact, the Bible doesn't say he that, had, he that hath an ear, let him talk. But the Bible says he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying Hebrews chapter 5 says this it says we have another set of senses that we have not exercised yet not our mouths or our ears or eyes these senses are exercised by reason of use Jeremiah 6 talks about the uncircumcised ear. Many believe that he was referring to people who refused to hear the voice of God. The truth is we have got to train our ears to hear the voice of God. Someone say amen. Our inner ear, the ear of the soul, the, what the Bible calls the still small voice, the inner voice we need to hear the voice of God many times there's so much noise around us that we cannot hear God and how can we walk with a God that we cannot hear if God is to be our navigator if God is to be our leader, our guider, and direct us, how can he do so if we will not tune to his voice? Unfortunately, what has happened in our world today, many believers have failed to listen to the voice of God. But I want to preach to someone here today that we have got to hear the voice of God for us to survive in these last days, in these last hours, in the world that we live in today. We have got to hear the voice of God. And so I know it's quiet in here today. A lot of, many people aren't feeling well. Many people have told me they're really tired today. I'm okay if you just listen. But my question today is this. When's the last time you said you heard the voice of God? When's the last time you could say, thus saith the Lord? When have you heard the voice of God? Abraham was God's friend, right? God called him into a deeper relationship. God decided to send him on a journey. In Genesis chapter 22, in verse 2, God said, Take your son, your only son, and take him to the mountain, and I will tell you of. You see, if I was Abraham, and I'm sure if you were Abraham, we would try to ask God, can you give us a little bit more information here? God is saying, go take your son and I'll tell you when you get there. God, can you give me just a little bit more, a little bit more information? God, just tell me where I'm going right now. How many has ever said, God, just give me the whole plan right now? You see, I like to know exactly 
where I'm going. I like to know every single turn. In bet- I like to know it all. Have you ever had someone try to give you uh, directions that are not good at giving directions? Excuse me, sir, I'm trying to get to Loganville. Can you tell me where to go? Well, if you go out here to this place over there by the field and you... You know, go down there about two, maybe four or five miles, you know, somewhere there. You're eventually going to come to another road. Turn right. I believe there's a stop sign there. You look at him, I'm like, man, can you, I just need to know really where I'm going. Tell me exactly where I am going. I like you to give it to me straight. But when God speaks to us and when God leads us, sometimes God leaves out all the details. But God just gives us the next step. See, we don't like that. But God does it because God wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. You see, it took Abraham and Sarah a long time to have a child. But now God is telling Abraham to take your only son over yonder to a place where you'll know when you get there. Being a husband, when I read this, I go, how is he going to explain this to his wife? Because we all know women are big on details. Can I get an amen? Man, I'm going to get in trouble here right now. Any husbands in the house had your wife come home and start telling you a story and she tells you every single detail of what is going on? Men, we're very simple I'll come home and she'll say, hey, babe, how was work? Good. I was okay. What? She comes home and starts off with a sentence that makes my mind go, she come home the other week and said, hey, um, they had me scheduled for three weekends this, this month. And then she just continues to go on. And she's just talking. And she's going through every little detail of what happened. And I'm like, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. stop can you do you have to work three weekends no I don't have to work three weekends but but let me and then she starts going back into the see what happened was I went into the manager and we talked about it and what was happening one of the other co-workers I'm just like oh Lord Jesus thank you for the woman that you gave me God Abraham has to go home and explain to his wife What God has told him, but God didn't give him the details. And so Abraham goes and says, hey, God wants me to do this. Take our only son that took us a long time to have. And uh, where are you going? I don't know. What are you going to do? Well, God wants me to offer up a sacrifice. What do you have to take my son for? God will provide, I I, I don't know. And can you imagine Abraham going home and trying to sell this to Sarah? Baby, I I know this is our child, but I, I understand it. But this is what God wants. At least God, the least thing God could have done was give Abraham some more details. If it wasn't for him, he could have done it for his wife. But when God is leading you on this road, he does not always give you the details. This may be a Bible study, but somebody needs to hear it. He doesn't always give you the details, but God gives you the next step. Because God knows you may not be ready for the details. The truth is, if God gave you all the details, you would be like that husband wanting to skip to the end of the conversation. But you're not ready for all the details. 
And so that's why it's important that we've got to hear the preceding word of God. That's why it's important that you've got to tune your inner ear to the voice of God. Because God doesn't always give us all the details. As anybody in the house says, God has spoken to me, but he did not give me all the details. Can any, I got one person. Thank you so much, Sister Poole. I got a couple. Is anybody else just say, I've been aggravated at God at times because God didn't tell me everything I wanted him to tell me. You see, it's easy to read about we need to walk by faith and not by sight until God tells you to do something without the details. God said, take your son and your only son and take him to a place that I will tell you of. And God is training Abraham. Hear this. He's training Abraham to hear his voice under pressure. God is wanting Abraham to take his journey step by step and be sensitive to his voice under pressure. I would say more than what us needing to know all the details of where God is taking us. We need to be sensitive to the voice of God. The voice that is leading us. The truth is we don't need all of the details. We just need to be sensitive to his voice. Because if you're sensitive to your voice, God will lead you. In Genesis chapter 22 and verse 3, Abraham takes his son. He does what God is telling him to do. And he takes his servants up the mountain. And he is leading them up the mountain. And I'm sure they all had questions. But Abraham had no answers. Have you ever asked somebody a question and they just didn't have the answer? Has anybody ever asked you a question because you didn't have the answer? You just stayed silent and just nodded your head? Did you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? I don't have the details. I'm sure the servants and Isaac begin to ask questions. Where are we going, Abraham? I don't know. I'm just listening. God told me to keep walking, and he would show me. How much further do we have? Have you ever taken your kids on a vacation, and what's the one thing they say? Are we there yet? I can hear the servants and Isaac saying, uh, Abraham, oh, are we there yet? I don't know. I'm just listening to the voice of God. God told me I would know when we get there. No, I, I, I don't really know, but God just wants me to keep walking and keep listening. I want to preach to someone that does not know all the details, and you want all the details. And what you have done is because you don't have all the details, you have stopped and said, God, I'm not moving until you talk. But God does not want you to do that. God wants you to walk while he talks. God, I may not know where I'm going. I may not understand what I'm doing. I may not have all the details, but I'm going to walk while I listen to your voice. That's why walking by faith, not by sight. I'm going to keep walking even when I don't have the details. Don't stop. I need somebody to hear me today. Some of you have stopped because you haven't heard the voice of God. You see Noah, God called Noah. He said, Noah, I want you to build an ark. And then we have a big blank period of which God was not talking to Noah. If many of us were in the same shoes, we would have stopped building the ark. We would have stopped what we were doing because we didn't hear the voice of God. We don't read many conversations between Noah and God other than God said, build the ark. 
But Noah kept building until he heard the voice of God again. I want to preach to somebody. You keep building what God has told you to build. And you may, God may be silent right now, but God is not always going to be silent. And you may not have all the details, but eventually God's going to give you the details. In due season, God's going to speak. And when God speaks, you'll know what you're going to do. But right now, I'm just walking. I'm just walking. I know this is simple, but somebody needs to hear it. I'm just walking. I don't understand, but I'm walking. I'm just going to worship God through it all. I may not have the details, but I will walk and listen to the voice of God. See, you've been praying for God's details and God's saying, just walk. I don't understand God, just walk. I don't see it, God, just show up to church. I don't understand, God. Keep praying. God, I don't know what you're doing. Keep believing. Keep fasting. Because in due season, God knows what he's doing. God's never left me. God's never forsaken me. So I will walk by faith, not by sight. Because it don't make sense. My question to you today is, can you endure the silence of God? You see, I was raised up, like I said, in, as a Pentecostal young person, but I've met all kinds of people in the Pentecostal movement. And I've met some people that every time you talk to them, somehow God was in their ear speaking something to them. It's an everyday conversation. Somehow that didn't happen to Abraham, didn't happen to Isaac, didn't happen to anybody else in the Bible where we read where God spoke to them with an audible voice every single day. But somehow in 2022, we got people that God tells them to get up and go to McDonald's and order them a double cheeseburger. I'm not here to make fun of nobody, but I'm here to tell you, I don't believe that's the God that we, God will impress upon you. But sometimes God is silent. Sometimes you just got to live on the last word that God gave you. Noah said, build the ark. God said, build the ark. Noah said, okay. God, if you don't talk it to me until it's done, I'm okay with that. I'm going to do the last thing that God told me to do in the silence of God. See, some of you have stopped because you haven't heard God's voice. God never told you to stop worshiping. God never told you to stop being faithful. God never told you to stop going to church. God never said it. But somehow because God is not speaking, in the silence of God, can you survive? Can you survive in the silence of God? Because God is not always speaking with an audible voice. But sometimes God is testing you. I'm feeling my help come on right now. Sometimes God is leading you when you don't even understand it. God will speak to you at pivot points in your life. But you got to keep walking. You've got to keep walking. Abraham is walking up the mountain not knowing where he is going. And he is waiting on the voice of God to speak to him. Abraham's walking. He's uncertain. But he had the inner ear in to hear what the spirit would eventually say. I want to tell somebody that's in the silent season of your life. God is not always going to be silent. This is just a season. Come on, somebody. 
God is not always going to be silent. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 4, when he walked for three days, three days of silence, he saw the place that was afar off. Abraham saw the place, and you know what he said? This is it. How do you know this is the place, Abraham? God didn't give you all those details. I want you to notice that in the Bible, it does not say God spoke with an audible voice and said this is a land. He had his inner ear. He was being sensitive to the spirit. And the Bible says he looked up and his inner senses told him this is it. How do you know, Abraham? I just know. Because in the silence of God, I didn't cut off my communication with God. See, some of you are in the silence of God, and then God wanted to speak, but you cut him off before he could speak again. And you're still in the silence of God because God is actually speaking, but you can't hear him because you stopped walking. You stopped coming. You gave up because of the silence of God. But Abraham kept his inner ear going. He walked and he listened for the voice. Is this good? Is this okay? He walked and he listened. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to keep walking and you need to listen. In his inner senses, he said, this is it. My inner ear is sensitive to the voice of God. I don't know how I know. I just know I need somebody to hear me today. God does not always speak with an audible voice. God is not always going to come and you hear his voice. But there's an inner sense that you need to make sure that you are sensitive to the spirit of God. And to hear what the spirit is saying. What is the spirit saying to me right now? There are some things in your life that if you are not sensitive to, you some things in your life that if you are sensitive to, you will just know this is it. Can any believers testify with me today? <laughs> that is the woman I'm supposed to marry. How did you know? I just know. My inner ear has been, I've been sensitive to the voice of, I didn't, I just kept walking and listening. I, that is the career move I've got to make. How do you know? I just know. You see, I see a mama in the back waving her hand. Sister Paul, there's just sometimes you just know. The inner ear just said, we've had conversations, and she told me stuff and said, I didn't know how I know, but I just knew that God was impressed upon me for something. I just know that I know anybody else in the house can say that. When you put your ear to the spirit of God, you can walk around with the confidence saying, I know that I know that I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Did you hear an audible voice? No. Then how do you know? I just know. I just know this is where God wants me to be. If you're always waiting on an audible voice, you'll miss it. But your inner ear, your inner ear, your inner ear being sensitive to the spirit of God. For many that are led by the spirit, they shall be called the sons of God. For as many that are led. Yeah, 
See, some of you are discouraged because you're waiting on the audible voice. And you've met people that somehow get the audible voice every day, and that's not you. And you've been so discouraged. But the Bible says, as many that are here, the audible voice, they shall be called the son. No, 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 no. Many that are led. Meaning, I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep believing. I may not understand it. I may not see it. But my inner ear is listening to the preceding word of God. Amen. See, as a teenager, I'd bring a girl home and mom would be like, nope, not it. (laughs) Do you see her? Ten out of ten, mom. Nope. Why, mom? Because I know. (laughs) I just know that I know. See, some of you you parents understand that. Your child comes home and you just know something happened. That's the inner ear. I believe the church, if we all could get that inner ear going, we would have far less problems in our life. The inner ear that says, I just know that I know. I've been in tune with God when he was silent. I was in tune with the spirit when I didn't hear anything. I was in tune for so long that when I heard it, not an audible voice, I just felt it. I knew that I know, I know that I know that I know that this is the will of God. That's what we're calling being led by the Spirit. If you're led by the Spirit, the Bible says you can be called the sons of God. Anybody else in the house led by the Spirit? You see, that's why. That's the way God wants to speak to you sometimes. Sometimes God allows some things to happen in your life. God allows some crisis and some things to go on in your life to train your inner ear. To hear his voice. I need somebody to hear me. See, as soon as the crisis comes, we try to pray it out. But could it be that God is training our ear to face something down the road that he knows we need to be sensitive to hearing his voice? Not everything bad that happens in your life is bad. But maybe God is training your inner ear. Maybe you're in training camp. Maybe the silence of God is not that God hates you, but that God loves you. I need somebody to hear me today. Maybe the silence of God is helping you hear the still, small voice. I don't know if I'm helping somebody out, but I pray I am. Genesis chapter 22 and 4. The further he went up the mountain, he took his boy. The more people and voices he had to release in his life. The Bible says he told his servants to wait right here. And he took his son up the mountain. I can imagine the servants were asking too many questions. Saying, Abraham, I've been on this trip with you before. You say we're doing a sacrifice, but where is the lamb? I see the wood. (laughs) I see everything else. Where's the lamb? I'm sure they kept asking questions. But Abraham got to the point when he had to shut off the voices that were around him. You see, there are some people that can't go with you on the mountain and on the journey that God is taking you. There are some people in this house that you got to shred some voices that are in your life. Because when you got too many voices, you don't know which voice to listen to. (laughs) Ha. Oh, I'm preaching right now. I'm preaching right now. You see, we play, is Josh Nodgrass in the house? 
I don't know, he may be in. You know, we played softball a couple years back. And Josh was the third base coach. And Johnny Boy, your all-star, standing right, yours truly, right here. The John Boy, the Bat Boy. That's what they used to call him. No, I'm totally lying. But this day, I walked up with confidence. The pitcher pitched that softball, and I cranked that ball. Perfect. Was not a home run, but it was a great base hit. And the guy missed it, but I, I didn't see any of that. And I started running. I went to first. I went to second. I thought I was about to die on my way to third. And all of a sudden, I heard, stop! You know what I did? I stopped. I touched third base, and I was so proud. Josh was there, and I was ready for him to pat me on the back and tell me how good I did. And Josh was mad. I said, what is your problem? When's the last time you went to third base off of a hit, dude? Come on. He said, I told you to go home. I said, no, I heard someone say, stop. He said, that was the other team. <laughs> they didn't want you to go home. You see, what happened was I tuned my ear to the wrong voice. Some of you are in the mess that you are in because you're listening to the wrong voice. But I'm praying somebody in this house would shred some voices that are in your life and saying, I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. You hear me, there are some voices you've got to release around you. I don't care what they've done for you. I don't care what they're holding over your head. God's voice needs to trump their voice. We need to get rid of some voices so we can hear the voice of God. Mm. Boy, I felt that right there. Some of you got to release some voices. You're feeling guilty because they've done some things for you. They've helped you out sometime, and you're thinking, I need to listen to them right now. No, 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 you don't. Abraham said, servants, you've been there for me. Servants, you've helped me out with some things. But there's some places the servants can't come with you. My God, I'm preaching right now. There's some places that best friend cannot go. There are some places it's just you and God. Because I need to hear the still, small voice of God. Oh, my God, I need somebody to just pray right now. I feel this presence of God in this house. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. I pray right now that somebody will release the voices that are in your life right now. Voices that you held on for too long. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, he told the servants, he said, you stay here because what I'm about to do is between me and God. Some people can't go with you to where God is taking you. You hear me, young person? Some people can't go with you with where God is taking you. You can love them, but you also can leave them behind. And he told the servants, you stay right here while I'll take my son and we go up. Now Abraham is walking up the mountain. It's just Abraham and his son. You see, the closer, it started off with Abraham and the servants and his son. And now it's just Abraham and his son. 
I need you to hear me. The closer you get to God, the smaller the crowd that is going to be around you. And if you're constantly around the crowd, you're probably not going deeper with God. Because the deeper you get with God, the crowd starts to shatter around. Because some people don't want to go where you're going. Some people don't want to stop gossiping. Some people only want you to do good as long as they're doing better. Oh, I'm preaching. But I'm about to get rid of those voices in my life. Nobody's going to hold me back. I'm going me and God. I'm going to hear the voice of God. Ha. I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. He told the servants, you stay behind. I'm taking my son. And the crowd got smaller. It's just him and his son. Do you notice that God called Abraham alone? God talked to Noah alone. God talked to, with the closer Joseph got to God, his brother sold him. And next thing you know, he was by himself. <laughs> Jacob was left alone with God. Paul wrote the epistles in the jail by himself. Stop fighting being in your lonely times. Because maybe God is just trying to get your crowd scattered so he can talk to you. Because God understands the bigger crowd, the less likely you're going to hear his voice. So sometimes God puts separation between you and everybody else. And you're praying, oh God, take me out of this lonely time. Oh God, help me. God wants you there because God needs to speak to you. Someone say amen. It's just Abraham and the kid. They're walking. Can you imagine what Isaac's starting to think now? Well, there was going to be a sacrifice, and there's no lamb. I was one of a couple people. I was thinking because I was the son, it ain't going to be me, but now it's just me. Dad, what are we doing? <laughs> That's an awful big knife you got there, Dad. Did you just sharpen that yesterday, Dad? I see the wood. We've been walking for quite some time, Dad, but Dad, did you forget something? Okay, I'm just going to add, Dad, where is the sacrifice? Isaac, God will provide. Listen, we may not understand, but God will provide. You may not see the end, but God will provide. God's going to provide. You may be by yourself, but God's going to provide. God's never left you. You may not have all the details, but God's going to provide. Isaac didn't understand. He was confused. You know why? Because God didn't speak to Isaac. God speak, spoke to Abraham. It wasn't for Isaac to understand. Some of you in this room, you've heard the voice of God. I need you to hear me right now. You've heard the voice of God in your life, and God has spoke to you, but the people around you do not understand, and you don't understand why they don't understand where God is taking you. It is not for them to understand God spoke to you. It's only for you to understand. So what am I telling you today? You keep walking in the understanding of God. You keep going. It's not for them to understand. If God wanted them to understand, God would have told them. But God told you. 
I don't know if I'm helping somebody, but I'm trying. Abraham said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. In other words, I have come too far with God for him to leave me now. I'm just going to listen to his voice. You see, that's our problem. God stops. When God stops talking, we just stop walking and we just stop everything. But God is asking someone today that even in his silence, are you willing to still walk with him? In his silence, are you still willing to communicate to him? When he pushes away the crowd that is around you to get you by yourself, are you still willing to be in communication with him? What are you going to do in the silence of God? Abraham and the lad went to the mountain together. He laid down the wood. He tied his son to the altar. And here is Isaac tied to the altar. And Abraham raises his knife to sacrifice his only son because that's what God said. And I preach this whole story for you to hear this. If you didn't hear anything else, I need all my ADHD people, myself, come on back. Because I need you to hear me right now. Isaac's tied to the altar. Abraham raises his knife. Abraham is walking in the last thing that God told him to do. His last instructions was to go up on that mountain. He's doing what God told him to do, to sacrifice his son. He is operating in the last word that God gave him, even in the silence, he was doing what God told him to do before. And Abraham raises his knife while still listening to that still small voice. And Abraham raises his knife. And God says, stop, Abraham. Stop right now. You see, if Abraham had not kept his ears sensitive to the voice of God, he would have killed his own son. He would have killed his own future. I need somebody to hear me today. If Abraham would not have heard the preceding word of God, I need somebody to hear me. A man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I want somebody to hear me. Don't kill your dreams. And don't kill your future because you become deaf to the voice of God. Become deaf. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. The preceding word of God. See, I feel like that's sometimes what we're missing. We get a word from God and we get excited. But we don't keep our ear to the preceding word. Because if God gave you a word, God's got another word for you. God's got something else. He didn't give you all the details. But you got to be sensitive to the voice of God. Maybe God was just testing Abraham's ear. This whole thing was a setup to test Abraham. Test his sensitivity. Train Abraham. God wanted him to know that he was going to be there for him. But he... Had to trust him when he was under pressure. 
Some of you are going to be under pressure in your life. And if you don't learn to hear the voice of God right now, you will fail. And you're going to mess up. But if you can learn right now, I'm going to be sensitive to the voice of God. I'm going to listen to the voice of God. And after God stops Abraham from killing his son, Abraham looks behind him. And you know, you know the story. We've all heard it. There is a ram caught in the thicket. If you study if you study rams, you'll find out that rams don't normally climb that high. They don't normally do it, but somehow the ram was caught. While Abraham was walking up the mountain, and I need you to hear me right now. While Abraham was walking up that mountain, while God was silent, and Abraham didn't hear the voice of God, God was bringing up the answer on the other side of the mountain. You see, in God's silence does not mean God has stopped working. <laughs> Just because God is silent does not mean God has stopped doing what God does. But Abraham was walking up that mountain saying, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to keep on going. And every step he took, the answer was taking a step towards him. Oh, my God, that's a word right there. Every step he took, the answer was taking a step towards him. That's why you got to keep walking even in the silence of God. Because maybe the answer is coming, but you're not going towards the answer. Oh, that's so good. God, thank you, Lord, for your word. If he ain't speaking to you, he's speaking to me right now. Sister Tiffany, you can come to the piano. Remind me that I need to end. The voice of God. Stand with me. We've got to keep our ears to the voice of God, to, to the preceding voice of God. It was just a couple years back. Actually, it was probably about five or six years. In our old building, our first building off Diversified Drive, Pastor called uh, Brandy and Jacob. You probably remember this. You guys were there. Pastor called where we were going to start meeting at the church at like 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning and pray. And I remember in that time I was just going through so much. And I would go to the back. Sometimes I would just enter in, not even, I would try. I'd get there a little bit late. It was like I didn't even want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to go and get in the corner and pray. And before we could even dismiss, I'd get out and leave. I was just just going through some stuff in my life at that time. Anybody ever been there before? It's okay. It's okay. The important thing is when you're going through that, that you don't stop talking to God. See, sometimes we preach that, you know, it's a sin to be mad. It's not a sin to be mad. You just got to keep talking to God. We may not understand, but just keep talking. And so there I was praying. Have you ever prayed the prayer? Uh, God, y'all laugh at me if you, if you don't ever pray this, but I've prayed it. God, would you just let somebody call me? You ever pray that? Yeah. You see, I found out that the closer I get to God, the crowd around me is much smaller. And I realized all that. It doesn't make it easy, and you understand God's still working, but it'd be so difficult at times, right? God... If you're real, would you just let pastor call me today? I just need a word in the silence of God. I'm not hearing your word, God. You're not, can, 
I remember Elder Downs, I was in the back of the church in those ugly red seats that we got donated to us. And if you were there at the church that time, you know what I'm talking about. They were the full definition of UG, UGLY, just ugly. And I got down into that old seat and I began to pray out to God and I just be, be, began to beg to God, God, just let somebody call me and tell me I'm going to be okay, that I'm not going to die in this storm. Can somebody just let me know? And the silence of God stopped. And God said, is my voice not good enough? See, immediately I've been to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't trust you in the silence. Your voice is good enough, God. I don't need man's voice. I need your voice. As long as that inner ear is there going and I'm being sensitive to you, that's all I need. I'm wondering if there's somebody in the house that may be going through something like that. And just say, God, your voice is good enough. We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.